Good afternoon. Welcome back to Is He a Racist? All of those words used by the squatter, all of those words are disparaging. Words about countries of color and their content comprise millions of people with dreams and aspirations, like any of those people from countries that are devoid of color. All are human beings. He is so concerned about the browning of America. He's blind to reality. He has said these types of things and worst his entire life. No one should be surprised. All of us who are from New York know him all too well. There's no surprise in his makeup. From his early days in real estate with dear old dad, you know, the Klan member, in his up to his casino days, telling his manager, that he feels sorry for the blacks. They can't help that they were born lazy. Yes, he said that. Racism is ingrained in his genetic makeup. He can't help it, but I don't feel sorry for him. No, not only is he a racist, but he's an omnipotent racist, believing that now he has all the power he needs. When it comes to being in the power position, to deny entry into the buildings he owns and refuse entry to people due to race? Racist. Being in the position to deny entry into hotels and condos he owns? Racist. In the position to deny, uh, to deny ascension in companies he owns due to race? Racist. I don't want black people handling my money in my casinos. I only want short white Jewish guys wearing yarmulkes counting my money racist when it comes to denying entry anywhere to individuals due to race and not qualifications racist now when someone is given the ultimate power to deport whoever they dislike based on the melanin in their skin racist if you don't consider any of the aforementioned racist situations you are like those three famous primates Hear no, speak no, see no, obvious, or evil. All those who have been in those prime positions for far too many years have been the last word on all of the above. You all know what race has been in power. It's no secret. Persons of color have been locked out of the truly power positions. Also no secret. True racism, true power, has been relegated to them not us, and they're worried that if browning takes place, they will lose their stranglehold as a result of years and years of discrim discrimination. The trick is to channel those feelings resulting from years of discrimination into a thirst for knowledge. You know, racism, truly defined, is when prejudice and racism meet. So people of color can never really be racist. They're not in power. So the hope for the children of today and the children of tomorrow is to stay hungry for knowledge and information. Ebony Contrarian, out. Good afternoon and welcome back to Don't Forget Friday, the Saturday edition. The deadliest massacres in U.S. history Ever since the horrendous event in Las Vegas, we've been hearing that it was the deadliest massacre in U.S. history.
when all the while those of us in color know full well the truth about massacres are rarely told. Until now. Please stand by. A slight departure from Don't Forget Friday. I like to call it Won't Ever Forget. The deadliest massacres in U.S. history were by no means relegated to the whites who record history. Not so fast. Let's no one forget the hundreds and thousands of African Americans killed due to fires, lynchings, murders by too many means, to mention, and the motive all because of the color of their skin and not the content of their character. Dateline, Wounded Knee, South Dakota, on the morning of December 29, 1890, U.S. cavalry troops went into the, the Lakota Pine Ridge Indian Reservation, and what pre precipitated the massacre was a disarming of a deaf tribesman named Black Coyote, who was reluctant to give up his rifle. A dispute ensued, and Black Coyote's rifle went off. The U.S. Army began shooting at the true Native Americans. By the time the massacre was over, 150 men, women, and children of the Lakota tribe, yes, that same Lakota tribe, heralded for being cold talkers and ended up in the White House with the squatter this past year. The numbers around 300 killed in total and 51 wounded. On the other side, 25 army soldiers died and 39 were wounded. The motive? Race. Dateline, Colfax, Louisiana, April 13, 1873. The massacre took place against the backdrop of racial tensions following a hotly contested Louisiana governor's race of 1872. While the Republicans narrowly won the contest and retained control of the state, white Democrats, angry over the defeat, vowed revenge. They organized a white militia in Colfax County to directly challenge the mostly black state militia under the control of the governor. Yes, you heard me. 4,600 voters in the 1872 election were split between approximately 2,400 mostly black Republicans, yes, black Republicans, and 2,200 white Democrats. On April 13th, Easter Sunday, more than 300 armed white men, including members of the Klan, attacked the courthouse, and when the militia maneuvered a cannon to fire on the courthouse, it began. And at the end, approximately 150 African Americans were killed. Three whites were killed. The motive? Politics and race. Stay tuned for part two of The Deadliest Massacres. Ebony Contrarian, temporarily out. Good morning, and welcome back to Don't Forget Friday. On a Saturday, Deadliest Massacres in U.S. History, number 10, Dateline, Edmond, Oklahoma, August 20th, 1986, Patrick Henry, Cheryl, shot and killed 14 co-workers before killing himself. The motive? Revenge after a supervisory reprimand at work. Number 9, Dateline, San Bernardino, California, December 2nd, 2015, Saeed Farouk, 28, and Tashfeen Malik, 27, a misguided couple, opened fire inside the Inland Regional Center in San Bernardino, killing 16 and wounding 24. The motive? Allegiance to the unknown terrorist organization. Stupid and ignorant. Number 8, Dateline, Austin, Texas, a 25-year-old student who had served in the Marines, murdered his mother and his wife, before climbing to the tower in the at the University of Texas and raining bullets down on students, killing 18 and wounding 31 before killing himself. The motive? Mental health issues. Number seven, Dateline, San Ysidro, California, July 18, 1984. 
James Oliver Huberti, a 41-year-old unemployed security guard, opened fire in a Lubel, in a McDonald's restaurant. He killed 21 and wounded 19. The motive? Mental health issues. Number six, Dateline, Killeen, Texas, October 16, 1991. A 35-year-old George Hennard walked into a Luby's cafeteria and opened fire. He loaded and emptied his gun several times, killing 23 and wounded more. The motive? Hatred of women and ethnic minorities. Number five, Dateline, Sutherland, Texas. Devin Patrick Kelly, 26, wearing tactical gear and wearing a, sem a semi-automatic weapon, and walked into a Baptist church, killing 26, wounding 20. The motive? Looking for his mother-in-law, who ordinarily would have been there, but not that Sunday. Number four, Dateline, Newtown, Connecticut. December 14, 2012. Adam Lanza, 20-year-old, went into a Sandy Hook Elementary School before killing himself, initially killing his mother, and then, at the school, killing 26 and wounding two children. The motive? Mental health issues. Number three, Dateline, Blacksburg, Virginia. April 16, 2007. Soing Hui Cho, a 23-year-old from Centerville, Virginia, by way of Vietnam, entered the Virginia Tech campus and opened fire in the classrooms and on campus, killing 23 and wounding 17. The motive? Mental health issues. Number two, Dateline, Orlando, Florida, June 12, 2016. Omar Martin, 29-year-old, walked into a gay nightclub with an automatic weapon, taking hostages and killing 49 and wounding 58 and killing himself, or by police possibly. The motive? Mental health issues and self-hatred possibly being a homosexual. Number one, Dateline, Las Vegas, Nevada, October 1st, 2017. Stephen Paddock. 64-year-old Stephen Paddock, yes, 64 years old, a degenerate gambler, opened fire from a 32nd floor perch inside the Mandalay Bay Hotel onto a crowd of humans listening to a Route 91 Harvest Festival concert. Open air, by the way, no protection. Killing 58 and wounding 546 people. Thought to be the deadliest massacre in U.S. history. However, stay tuned for the rest of the story. Thank you, Mr. Harvey. Ebony Contrarian, temporarily out. Good afternoon, and welcome back to the conclusion of Don't Forget Friday, the Saturday edition. However, this is, and will always be, Won't Forget Ever. Dateline, Greenwood, Oklahoma, Tulsa, May 31st and June 1st, respectively, 1921. In Greenwood, there was the wealthiest black neighborhood in the country. They had complied in every way to ascend to what most called the American dream. Disgusting. The racial tension that this reality caused had reached a boiling point where the whites of Oklahoma in Tulsa were so resentful they could not take any more. When a white mob began attacking the residents and businesses of the African-American community in what is still considered one of the most racially hatred incidents of racial violence in the history of these divided states of America. The attack carry out, carried out on the ground destroyed more than 35 blocks of the Greenwood District at, the t at that time the wealthiest black community in the entire nation. All told, at the end, 
on June 1st, 1921, the bloodiest Wednesday of our time for African Americans. More than 800 people were admitted to the hospital, and more than 6,000 black residents were arrested and detained. What was their crime? Hmm. The American Red Cross, no bias there, estimated there were 300 killed and too many wounded. The motive? Ascending while black. Dateline, East St. Louis, Illinois, July 2nd, 1917. Racial unrest and violence had reached a, a point where it was unbearable and men, women, and children were being shot indiscriminately and mostly unarmed at around 6 o'clock p.m. on that day, mobs began setting fires to any and all homes where African-Americans were living. The choice of those masses at the time was to either stay inside or be burned to death and be burned to death or come out and be shot to death, met by gunfire. This in a developed country. When all was said and done, over 700 African-Americans were killed and countless wounded. The motive? Racial hatred. And finally, in what I believe is the most horrible, disgusting massacre in this country's history. Dateline, Phillips City, Arkansas, September 30th, 1919, on to October 1st, 1919. Surplanting the previous deadliest massacre, in my opinion, no one could know at the time, but it was called the Elaine Race Riot in the Arkansas Delta in what began with a meeting of approximately 100 black sharecroppers attending a meeting of progressive farmers looking for better pay and conditions. Hmm, what a thought. Whites resisted. Such organizing by blacks still do. Two white men took it upon themselves to attend. A fight began, and soon after, the guns began firing, and the unarmed sharecroppers, and subsequently the African Americans, wherever they were, were shot and killed. In the end, five whites lost their lives. And over 850 unarmed African Americans were killed and many wounded in what I believe was the largest mass ex executions in the divided states history. The motive? Racial hatred. Ebony Contrarian, out.